Thanks for listening to The Red Tree House, where I tell scary stories to keep you up at night. You can listen to The Red Tree House on your favorite streaming platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow, like, and subscribe. Oh, and leave a five-star review. Think for a second of the games you played as a kid. Candyland, Freeze Tag, and Hide and Seek. These were simple games, marked by laughter and fun. No doubt, as you got older, you most likely set those games aside and picked up others. Ding Dong Ditch, Truth or Dare, or Scavenger Hunts. These were also simple games, marked by mischief and maybe a little mayhem. Of course, there were the creepy games. Bloody Mary, Light as a Feather, Stiff as a Board, Concentration, and everyone's favorite, the Ouija board. As a kid, I remember standing in front of the bathroom mirror, lights turned out, and my heart racing. I was trying to work up the nerve to say two words, Bloody Mary, three times. No matter how much I convinced myself that I was going to do it, I would always chicken out at the last second. I'll admit, seeing Candyman in the mid-90s did not help the situation. But even now as an adult, I'm not sure I can muster up the nerve to do it. In today's episode, we're going to explore three genuinely scary games from across the globe. These games are simple, don't require much advanced planning or materials, and can be played tonight. But make no mistake, all of them require nerves of steel and a commitment to seeing them through. It leaves us with this question. Do you have the courage? You've come this far. Don't turn back now. I'm your host, Will. Welcome to the Red Tree House. Our first game originated in Germany, though the version I'll explain now is a variation of the original. The Dry Bones game is a twisted, scary version of a genie in the bottle, and it involves summoning a spirit that can grant wishes. But here's the catch. You don't know what you're summoning, and the spirit can be more than you bargained for. Here are the basic rules. The Dry Bones game can only be played by a single player. The game requires a match. And before starting the ritual, it's important that you close all the doors in your house. This includes pantry doors, cabinet doors, closet doors, and on and on. Anything that can be opened must be closed. Next, turn off all the lights and make sure that cell phones and computer screens are also turned off. Now that you've completed the pre-game ritual, it's time to jump in. 
Step one, wait until 12.01 a.m. to begin the ritual. 12.01 a.m. on the dot. Step two, at 12.01, go to the bathroom and look in the mirror. Close your eyes and make sure it's quiet. It's important for it to be quiet. And it's advised that if you hear anything, any sound at all, that you leave the house immediately. It means the spirit is already there. Step three, think of something realistic that you want as a prize. And it's important to note that the prize cannot do harm to yourself or to someone else. Step four, light the match and wait until it burns down, but do not blow it out. If the match lasts at least 15 seconds, you are ready to begin the game. Step five, lie on the ground and say, I am aware of your presence and I welcome you into my home, but not into my body. Come now. Step six, go into the largest room of your home and wait. Step seven, when the spirit is ready, you will hear a faint moaning sound. If you hear anything else, any sound at all, leave the house immediately. Step eight, when you hear the moaning sound, you must hide because the spirit will try to find you. It's important to remain quiet and not make any noise or quick, sudden movements. It will give your hiding spot away. And you must remain hidden until 3 a.m., after which it is safe to come out. At 3 a.m., go back to the largest room in your home and say, thank you for playing, but you must leave now. You are no longer welcome. If you hear a moaning sound, the game is over. If you don't hear a moaning sound, continue repeating the phrase until you hear it. Step nine. If you hear the moaning sound at the close of the game, congratulations, you've won. You'll receive your prize at the front door the following morning. Our second game is a game of unknown origins. But the legend of the midnight game is that it was mainly used as a scare tactic. Everything I've read about the midnight game says three things. One, the adrenaline rush in this game is real. Two, so is the terror. And three, do not play the midnight game. Here's how to play. The basic rules are simple. The midnight game must begin at exactly midnight. Otherwise, the game won't work. Unlike the Dry Bones game, the midnight game can be played alone or with friends. There are a couple of materials you'll need in order to play the midnight game. Most of these materials you can find around your house. You need a candle, a piece of paper, a writing implement, a pen or a pencil, matches or a lighter, salt, a wooden door in your home, and at least one drop of your own blood. It's important to note that if you're playing with multiple people, each person will need their own set of materials 
and to follow the steps accordingly. Oh, and a couple of words of warning. Do not turn on any lights during the midnight game. Do not use a flashlight. Do not go to sleep. Do not attempt to use another person's blood on your name. We'll get to that later. Do not use a lighter as a substitute for a candle. And most importantly, do not provoke the Midnight Man. Now that you've got the prep work done, here's how to play. Step one, write your full name, including your middle name, on the piece of paper. Put at least one drop of blood on the paper. Step two, turn off all the lights. Go to the wooden door and place the paper with your name on it in front of the door. Light the candle and place it on top of the paper. Step three, knock on the door 22 times. It must still be 12 a.m. at the final knock. Open the door, blow out the candle, and close the door. You've just allowed the midnight man to enter your house. I'll pause here for a second. It's important to note that the first three steps must be completed in one minute. Step four, immediately light your candle. This is where the game begins. You must now move around the house in complete darkness with the lit candle in hand. Your goal? Avoid the midnight man until 3.33 a.m. Here are some signs that the midnight man is close. A sudden drop in temperature? Seeing a pure, black, humanoid figure through the darkness? Your candle suddenly goes out. Hearing soft whispering coming from an unidentified source or location. If you experience any of these, immediately leave the area and surround yourself with a circle of salt. If you can do this within 10 seconds, you must remain in the circle until 3.33 a.m. It's important to note that if your candle suddenly goes out, you have 10 seconds to relight it. If you're unsuccessful, the Midnight Man will get you. Our third game originated in South Korea, and it's a legitimately scary game only for those with a steel backbone and the mental fortitude to see the game through. The elevator game is both claustrophobic and unsettling. Proceed at your own risk. There are a couple of basic rules to playing the elevator game. The game can only be played by a single player. You need to play the game in a building with at least 10 stories and an elevator. And if at any point the game is interrupted, you must start over. A word of caution before we begin. There are two possibilities for this game. The first is that you might meet a woman on one of the floors. It is absolutely vital that you ignore her. We'll talk about that more in a second. The second possibility is that you might enter another world. Good luck. Here's how to play the elevator game. Enter the elevator alone. 
Do not get out on any floors. And remember, if anyone enters at any point in the game, you must start over. Step two, go up to the fourth floor. Step three, go down to the second floor. Step four, go up to the sixth floor. Step five, go down to the second floor. Step six, go up to the 10th floor. Step seven, go down to the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, it's reported that a woman may get on the elevator with you. Ignore her. Do not look at her. Do not talk to her. If she talks to you, do not respond. She may start by asking you for help. She may taunt you. Whatever you do, do not look at her or talk to her. Step eight, press the button for the first floor. At this point, two things may happen. If the elevator goes down to the first floor, exit the elevator and do not look back. Do not speak, just leave. But if you press the first floor button and the elevator goes up to the 10th floor, you're going to another world. When you get to the 10th floor, things may seem different. Reports include all the lights being out on the floor, windows with only a red cross in the distance, and being alone with no one else around. If you choose not to exit the elevator, hit the button for the first floor to return home. But if on the 10th floor you choose to exit the elevator, do not speak to the woman in the elevator. Ignore her questions. Do not look at her. She may try to stop you. There are a few rules to keep in mind while you're in the other world. Number one, to get home, you must use the same elevator you arrived in. Don't forget. You're likely to be disoriented by what you're seeing, and it's imperative that you pay attention to the elevator that you arrived in. Number two, Follow steps two through seven, ending on the fifth floor. Number three, after following steps two through seven, when you reach the fifth floor, press the button for the first floor. It is possible at this point that the elevator may try to go up to the 10th floor. Do not let it. Press other floor numbers before it reaches the 10th floor. Then, when it stops on any other floor, Press the button for the first floor. Number four. When you reach the first floor, be aware of your surroundings. If something seems off, do not get off the elevator. It may be a trick. If something is off, repeat steps two through seven until you feel confident that everything is normal. Let's go back and talk about the woman who gets on the elevator in the fifth floor. There are reports that the woman who gets on may look like a friend or someone you know. Do not be fooled. The woman is actually a demon who wants you for herself. An anonymous article on Thought Catalog titled, 
I played the elevator game and I did it wrong. The woman followed me back. Stated, quote, a woman did get on at the fifth floor. The problem is that I never had an opportunity to not look at her because I was looking at the lights above the doors telling me which floor I was on. And it startled me when the elevator suddenly stopped. By then, I was already looking at the door and she was getting on. And as I hit the button for the first floor, she started talking about how there'd just been an accident on the fifth floor and asked if I would go back with her to help. She said it again, and this time she sounded like she was angry. Again, I ignored her. Third time was very different, end quote. The writer goes on to detail the intense fear, anger, and hatred she felt emanating from the woman, but also directed towards the woman and that her mistake of talking to and interacting with the woman had severe consequences. I won't spoil the ending, but it's worth the read. It's obvious these games are not the games we remember playing growing up. They're far more terrifying and even dangerous. And truly, these are just three games out of hundreds that exist. So back to our initial question. Do you have the courage to give one or all of these a try? If so, email your experience to redtreehousepod at gmail.com and I'll feature your story on an upcoming episode. I'm your host, Will. Thanks for joining me in the Red Treehouse.